Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Central Podcasting Unit, CPU. Haha, <laughs> funny joke. Um, we are your hosts, Uluru. And Jason. And this is episode two. So we have a couple follow-up items from what we discussed last week, and then there are some new developments that we can talk about. Starting with, Jason, you jailbroke your iPhone. So yeah. describe your experience with that. It was pretty easy. I mean, the first time it did fail, but you just run the application again, and it works. But um, it's really easy. It's just, a, um, it's just an app you sideload, and then you run it, um, and then it jailbreaks it, and it installs the package manager and everything. Um, really easy, really easy. A lot easier than it has been in the past where you have to plug it into the computer and you know, run all the, run a program that's not signed and stuff, um, which is kind of annoying. Um, and then sometimes if it, like in the case of this one, it's technically a tethered jailbreak, which means if you reboot, it's no longer jailbroken. So you have to run the tool again. So with it, the application being on device, you can just run the app on the device and you're good to go again if you've accidentally rebooted or something. That's pretty cool. Um, and it, I like that it's yeah, reversible, yeah. basically. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it, it'll keep all, if you revert it to its normal OS, it'll keep the same warranty coverage as you would have had if you hadn't jailbroken, which is nice. Because I guess there's yeah. no way for yeah. them to know at the Apple Store that you've ever jailbroken it, right? There's no, like, no. residual sign. That's pretty cool. So based no. on these screenshots that you're showing me, I really like those UI tweaks. I might actually try this myself. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it's yeah. I like the, on the lock screen how the, um, the time and date are listed in the top left corner instead of the center. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, that tweak is called April. Okay, I cool. like that one. And then everything I was doing with it, because I, I didn't keep it because my battery life was shot after that, unfortunately. Oof. I don't know what, what was running in the background, but something was running in the background, um, depleting the battery life, um, which was annoying, but it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what matters. So another piece of follow-up is that on the last episode, my audio quality was pretty bad because I was using AirPods instead of EarPods. And I remember I tried AirPods one time a long time ago on an earlier podcast episode, and then I came back and tried them again, and it's still problematic. I don't know why, because the mics are supposed to be better, but the earpods sound better in the recording even if the earpods sound fine like on the facetime call so yeah um, i'm just lucky that i keep earpods lying around and can <laughs> use a spare pair yeah yeah because like even now i think you do sound better than than you did last time with the with the airpods yeah i guess one of them which is unfortunate is the fact that the microphone on the earpods hangs down closer to your mouth whereas on the airpods it's up next to your ear so it is just physically more distant from the source of the sound. Yeah. But I can't think of what other problems they would have. I wonder how Maybe the audio over Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how the audio quality Yeah. I wonder how the audio quality will be for the over-ear headphones. I think that that I mean I'm expecting that it would be significantly better just because they have more room for uh, like 
stuff inside a bigger space. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm at a loss for words. It's yeah. just a bigger thing. They can put more things in the bigger thing. So, yeah, I have high hopes for those headphones. They sound good. So yeah. then the next thing on the notes is something you should probably explain. Yeah, so um, this goes along actually with something later in the thing, um, which I will get to when we get to it. It's scheduled tweets. Okay. Um, so I scheduled a tweet to on for Friday, yeah, Friday, to announce the podcast episode being released. Um, but Anchor doesn't, which is what we're using to host this podcast, Anchor doesn't use a typical URL scheme for podcast episodes. It's not like anchor.fm slash um, CPU slash the episode number or name. It's anchor.fm slash CPU slash the episode name followed by a string of just random letters and numbers. So I had to guess <laughs> on what those random, suppo well, supposedly random, I'm sure there's a scheme behind them, what they would be. Um, and I did get it right based on the unreleased, like when you're editing a podcast on the website, there is a, a string of letters up there. So I assumed that was it. I was right. But I got the URL, URL wrong in a different place. Oh, yikes. So I had to delete the old tweet and post a new one. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that they don't do a simpler URL scheme. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it would. They'd have to do it that way in case you have two episodes of the exact same name, which would be really weird. Yeah, but I would think a number would be easier. Yeah, and it's easier for people to just when they're looking for a specific episode, type in the number instead of trying to figure out what the name of the episode is. So, yeah, yeah. So. What's this suspicious package that came to an Apple store <laughs> in Portland? So, <laughs> um, I believe it, I don't remember what day of the week it was, but someone shipped a box to an Apple store. It was on Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, okay. And it shut down the whole mall <laughs> for about three hours. When they eventually opened the package, it was just a box of apples. <laughs> nice. That's all it was. That's a clever but still kind of mean prank if you know that it's going to cause such an uproar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, so let's talk about Siri. I was seeing something going around on Twitter the other day about how much faster Google's speech-to-text is than Apple's and it's significant. Like, Siri oh, yeah, is not only less accurate, but it's slower, and just in general, like, I've seen so many complaints about Siri. It gets, it, I mean, I don't have statistics on this, but people definitely complain about it more than they complain about other virtual assistants. Like, yeah, you can ask yeah. it what's the time in London, and it'll tell you the time in London, Canada. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. So they've bought an uh, ML machine learning startup called Inductive, and hopefully they will put that <laughs> to good use. 
I mean, I can't imagine that they're just buying it for fun. They must be planning on using them for something. So hopefully it'll be Siri. Yeah. Um, new fonts in macOS Catalina. I've not seen anything about this, so you can take this one. Um, so they've been in here for a little while. I didn't know they were new, um, but apparently they are. Uh, I don't have a list in front of me. I'm actually going to look them up. Is um, it the... I mean, I remember seeing something about new fonts like a while back. I don't know yeah, how recent um, it was. Yeah, so oh, I noticed it's, it's it... San Francisco, right? No. <laughs> oh, there's a different one. Not San Francisco, not New York. Those are all way old by now. I thought there was like a new version um, of San Francisco. Maybe I'm wrong. But I discovered them probably a month ago in Keynote. There was a couple new, um, not themes, but templates um, for presentations. Um, and I noticed them there, but I didn't think they were new. Um, I don't know what I thought, um, but they are um, Canela. That is a, I think that's how you pronounce it, C-A-N-E-L-A. -E um, that is a serif font. And I believe that was it. <laughs> I thought there was more than one, but Oh wait, no, no, no. Um, Canela Domain, D-O-M-A-I-N-E, Founders Grotesque, Graphic, um, G-R-A-P-H-I-K, Product, <laughs> P-R-O-D-U-K-T, <laughs> Proxima Nova, Publico, Salberscript, and Quotes Caps. Nice. I'm a big fonts person, so that's good news to me. So I'm going to link that, this article from 9to5Mac, into the show notes. Okay, so, cool. So you can see the whole list nice. and know how to enable them. So I think, I think they look really good, especially the Canelo one. I like that one, especially. Yeah. All right, so next up, there is a potential Catalyst iMessage app coming to the Mac. So I would very much enjoy this. Um, I see what you did in the oh, notes. Yeah. It will, you said <laughs> it will finally have feature parity in parentheses sent with lasers. The, that, those messages are so funny. If I'm using iMessage on the Mac and somebody sends me a, an affected message and it just says sent with lasers or sent with balloons. So yes. it'll be nice <laughs> if they can finally get it on the same page with features. And it would be cool if you could use, like, Memoji, even though I don't use Memoji because they're kind of annoying. But yeah. it would be nice if it was I recently changed my profile everything. picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. I think Messages in particular is one of the apps that would benefit from having a Catalyst counterpart just because yeah. like, there's, there's no reason that you would want it to be more Mac-like than the iOS one. It's not, like, a big utility app. It's just very simple so for something like messages I think catalysts will be put to good use yeah the, the only thing I'm I am a little bit nervous about is text editing because oh, yeah. in the catalyst apps I've used text editing is kind of horrible to say the least 
Yikes. Especially the Twitter app. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It's horrible. Hopefully, Apple will do better. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I, I think that for something as simple as messages, it should be e both easy and convenient just because they can manage just one code base. Uh, I mean, it's the same reasons they tell developers they should use Catalyst, but in this case, yeah. it's where like I would not mind having almost exactly the same thing on my Mac as on my iPhone. So that's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would not be surprised if Mac OS, whatever the next uh, name for Mac OS is, uh, I would not be surprised if we saw messages come and get updated. Yeah. I would hope. Yeah. So who named the Pro Display XDR the Display of the Year? I need to start linking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is the Display of the Year. That's all you need to know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I believe um, it. It's, it's expensive, but it's very good. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now okay. because I should have linked it. Um, uh, looks like the Society for information display nice. announced it <laughs> that's a cool name for a society so I'm gonna go ahead and link this article as well <laughs> I can't really think of any other displays that would come close to the XDR because I mean obviously the XDR is not for everybody because of how expensive it is and lower lower end displays are also good but if you're just yeah. thinking in terms of quality, like I don't think there's anything that comes close. Yeah. It'll just clean out your wallet. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody carries around $6,000 in their wallet, so that's not even accurate. Hopefully not. All right, so okay. there are new PowerBeats Pro colors. I like colors. I wish the AirPods yeah. came in more colors. Yeah, I like black. Yeah, I would or I would get black everything if I could. I mean, yeah. I, I wish the MacBook Pro came in an even darker space gray. I really like the current <laughs> one, but like I wouldn't mind a jet black MacBook Pro. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so there are one, two, three, four new colors to make a total of eight colors available for the PowerBeats Pro. Nice. There is spring yellow, cloud pink, lava red, which I'm a huge fan of, and glacier blue. Nice. In addition to the the original four, the black, ivory, navy, and moss. That's cool. I didn't know clouds were pink. I don't know. I guess at sunset they're pink. Yeah, and the lava red one is kind of orange. So yeah. Co names of colors are kind of confusing sometimes, especially like if you go to a Lowe's and you're looking at all the paint options, and they oh, have yeah. hundreds of different names for colors. I would hate to be the person who has to come up with the names of colors, whether it's for paint or tech products or anything like that. Oh, yeah. I went to Home Depot the other day trying to find a white paint. There's <laughs> like 70 different shades of white. Yeah. So I, I looked up this next item that you put on the notes, and I didn't see anything on it. So what is this rumor about the iPad mini? It is a small rumor. It's not very big, so it probably won't happen. Um, but there is a rumor of a refreshed iPad mini 
Not very big though. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to see if you could have anything in an iPad mini, what would it be? Oh, okay. So I would say just bump it up to an eight inch screen just for a nicer number than 7.9. And <laughs> I mean, ideally it would be, it would have really thin bezels. So I think it's better to shrink the entire thing than to, wait, actually, you know, if you shrink the entire chassis, then you run into the problem of keyboards not being able to fit in such a small area. So I would actually say increase the size of the screen to fit inside the same chassis and then have support for the Apple Pencil. And I mean, that's all that I would want to change from this one. I don't think Apple really needs to make a keyboard for it because it would the, the keyboards for the iPad mini are kind of inherently compromised and yeah. I don't know how much better they could do than the third-party ones that are available. But What about yeah. price? Oh, price. I would say with an edge-to-edge -edge screen like on the Pros and with Apple Pencil support and with an, let's just say, I mean, you could even put an A12Z in there just like on the iPad Pros if you wanted. But let's, yeah. let's say an A12 chip. Um, I would price that at 329 I think 329 well okay. <laughs> maybe maybe a little more I think I think it would still the edge to edge screen is what would make it more expensive even if the internals are basically recycled okay let's say four forty nine. I don't know okay <laughs> how about you I take it you for me I would go pretty much the exact opposite direction that you went I would because I don't see the iPad mini as being more like more like I would for anything productive I would say get an iPad iPad Air or iPad Pro yeah um, so I see the iPad mini more as browsing the web watching videos just real basic things so I think leave it basically the way it is but drop that price it that what is it four hundred five hundred dollars it's it's that is way like too that. let's see way too high I the iPad mini, like, even, like, don't even, like, you could do, like, the A11. Like, don't even do the A12. And price it for, like, 200 250 Okay, that would be good, I too. I would buy it. Because I, yeah, for anything productive, I don't, do not get an iPad mini. Yeah. I think I there, there's, there's some, like, casual second-use device. So it costs $400 with 64 gigs of storage. And it costs five hundred fifty dollars for two hundred fifty six gigs. So yeah, yeah, that is that's too much. I would yeah yeah I would say start it with one hundred twenty eight gigs and make it like a good um, like I, I feel like there's some edge use cases where people want a small device but they want it to yeah. be really powerful. Uh, but I guess it wouldn't have to be as I, I guess you you're right you could take it down a little on specs from the iPad Pro. Um, I just, uh, the way I think about Apple's lineup is in terms of consistency across product categories. So like keeping all the iPads pretty much the same, just in different sizes. But like that's, that's wishful thinking because they can't afford to make an iPad mini, an iPad mini pro and keep it at a reasonable price. So I, yeah. th I think you're right. Keep it pretty much how it is and drop the price and it, it'll be much better for like education and stuff. So I think that yeah. would have a much wider consumer audience so yeah 
Okay, so AirPod Mini Cooper. That's an interesting picture. Yeah, I I don't even know. I, it either showed up in my Twitter feed or my Feedly subscription. But I just saw it and I thought it was kind of funny. So <laughs> I'll leave a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. It's okay, yeah, I'm looking at it kind now. of it's neat. <laughs> That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so I believe the front just kind of folds down, and then inside is the AirPod case already open. Hmm. The uh, Mini Cooper is probably my favorite car design, just because of how um, compact it is and practical. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, w I might buy this. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's it for the, like, the major stuff. Nothing really major happened. All that was last week and the week before that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but now we got a couple things. Yeah, so there were some apps that you mentioned that you saw in a thread on Twitter. You can describe these because yeah. I have not seen these yet, but I'll take a look. Oh, you have not? Okay, this was a great thread. Um, it was posted by Stephen Trotten-Smith, um, developer of, I believe, Broadcasts, um, which has kind of taken off. <laughs> um, he was just trying to get it, like just a list of apps that people are trying to um, trying to get out there before or during WWDC. Gotcha. Um, people are making really good apps. <laughs> There's some interesting stuff in that thread. You have to check it out sometime. Okay, um, cool. Two yeah, apps in particular that. caught my eye. Um, one of them is being released today as of recording this podcast. It will definitely be out um, by the time this podcast actually goes live. Um, it is called The Task App. It is probably... It, it's a, it kind of combines Trello and reminders and notes into one app with the UI of reminders, the new reminders, not the hideous old one, but oh, the yeah, new yeah. reminders. It looks really good. I'm looking now. Um, That's cool. Ooh, and it is released. It was released, um, released on Twitter, uh, he said, by 10 a.m. Well... Nice. 12 p.m. Eastern, but where I am, yeah. it's 10 a.m. <laughs> um, so it is out now. Awesome. That looks really cool. I like the UI. Yeah. The new Reminders UI is one of my favorite redesigns. Oh, yeah. And uh, having the columns is very nice. Yeah. Nice. So um, next, there was something I, I wanted to ask you about. Oh, yeah. So let, let's skip the the 5G stupid thing real quick and talk about the <laughs> accessibility head pointer thing because that sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I don't know what brought me to do it, but I was just kind of flipping through the setting, uh, system preferences. I don't know, probably, I don't know when it was. It was, let's see, I think I li linked to the Twitter thread. Uh, yeah, the 29th. So three, eight, three days ago, was three days ago, I believe. Yeah, um, I turned on head pointer and I believe, what is it, what is it called? It is alternate, 
uh, alternate pointer actions. Um, so head pointer, uh, which is the first thing I turned on, lets you move the mouse around the screen using your webcam looking at your face and then you just look wherever on the screen you want wow. the pointer to go. It's pretty good. <laughs> Can you um, click by blinking? Uh, you, if you enable al uh, alternate pointer actions, you can set up um, raising your eyebrows, smiling, or sticking out your tongue to either left click, right click, or do something else, like oh, maybe dang, middle that's click cool. if you use that. It wow. works surprisingly well. I was really surprised at how well it works. Um, it, yeah, you just kind of, you pretty much just look where you want the mouse to go, and it goes there. It's kind of neat. Now, do you have um, to turn your head at all, or can you just move your eyes? Uh, it's based on your head. It does nothing with your eyes. Okay, um, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, you just kind of, you just kind of look around the screen with your head. Um, it is a little bit weird with a second display. It's kind of hard to click because it's looking at like the side of your face instead of straight on, mm -hmm. um, which is a little odd. But I mean, I guess that makes sense. And uh, not everyone uses a secondary display, but yeah. Anyway, um, that's cool. Yeah, and I, I even <laughs> just for kicks and giggles, I started up Minecraft and then tried <laughs> to navigate with that. <laughs> How do it work? Not very well, because you look you'd look to like your left, and you, you know it it would move left like you'd like you'd want it to. But then, since everything is centered in the screen, you'd look back to the center, and you would back to where you were originally looking. Oh. <laughs> so like, if you're looking west, you move your head to you know to go left to like hit a tree or something. You go back to aim at the tree, and you're looking west again. So, <laughs> didn't quite work, but it was interesting. It was an interesting try. Um, I, tr I I even sent an entire tweet, which is what I'm linking to. Yeah, I saw um, that. In the thing, using. It, it took a while. It took maybe five minutes t to type out that small tweet. <laughs> and then my eyebrows hurt it afterwards. Because <laughs> that's what I had set up for left click. Oh, yeah. I just used the on display keyboard to do that. <laughs> oh, gotcha. The on display keyboard is kind of weird and also interesting. Oh, real quick. Okay, yeah. before we talk about the stupid 5G thing, which I want to do as the last funny thing. I want to talk about one <laughs> yeah. issue that I've had on my new MacBook Pro, and that issue is that occasionally, for no reason that I can figure out, it will act as if the Option key is being held down and stuck. So you, even if I'm clicking Option and then like tapping it and unclicking it, it will still act as if Option is held down. So the way I notice this is because if you click on like the Wi-Fi um, bar up in your status bar, and then yeah. you, pr you, you press an old option and click it, you'll see a different interface pops up. So option acts as a modifier key yeah. for all the yeah, like things strength like that. and stuff. Yeah, so I have encountered this situation before and it's, it's, well, basically what happens is it thinks that sticky keys is turned on and it thinks that I have activated the option sticky key so it's like permanently down. So I'm able to fix it by going to accessibility settings and then turning sticky keys on and then off. And just to clarify, I don't have sticky keys on when this happens, but turning it on and then off is what fixes the problem. So it's weird because like if I click on an application icon to go to the app, 
it behaves differently. And if I click on a link in Safari, if you option click a link, it actually downloads the page instead of going to the page. So oh, I can't really annoying. do anything. Yeah, I can't really do anything normally. And I'll notice that it's just happened randomly, and I'm like, oh, I just downloaded a page. I need to go fix the sticky keys setting. So um, it's weird, and I don't know what sticky key it. gate. <laughs> we need to start that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that's a, a weird issue. I don't really mind that much because I know how to fix it, and I've gotten into a routine of just stopping it immediately when it happens, and it doesn't cause any, <laughs> like damage that can't be undone. So it's fine. Yeah. But okay. while we're on the topic oh, of yeah. accessibility, why don't we just keep this rolling? Um, I think Apple is the best at accessibility features, at least built-in accessibility features. Yeah, I think so too. Because like specifically voiceover, voice not voiceover, voice control. That is one feature-heavy accessibility feature. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever used it, but that is. I've not, but I probably quite featured. Sometimes. I uh, I think that one of the reasons Apple's better with accessibility is because they feel more inclined to make their operating systems like an entire all-in-one package just because they rely less yeah. on third-party stuff for the OS itself. Yeah. So I think that um, lends something to Apple in general as a platform. So one yeah. of the things you sacrifice is that everything is proprietary, but that's also one of their strengths. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Like for the head pointer, I didn't I didn't need any third party thing to make it work. It just uses the built in webcam. Yeah. It works surprisingly well. Yeah, so um I'll probably try a voice control sometime soon because yeah, it feels weird at first, but it. it is quite interesting. So it like do you still have it on? Do you see yourself using it regularly at all? Like is it is it in any ways faster than just using the computer normally or um, do you see it just as an accessibility feature? I think for the most part it's an accessibility feature and kind of an accessibility feature only. I think there are use cases for it um, if, you, if you don't actually need it. Um, nothing really comes to mind. Uh, maybe like if your keyboard's broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can probably figure out a way to turn it on um, and just you know, use your computer that way mm -hmm. for a little bit. Um, yeah, but maybe maybe if you're like, maybe if you're suffering from like um, RSI or something, that could be very useful. But oh, I think for the most part, it's slower, um, slower than than using a mouse and a keyboard, um, but faster than using like switch control, which yeah. you have to click a button a bunch of times to make a mouse move. Um, but yeah, I th yeah, I think they did a really good job with uh, voice control. Yeah. So, um, okay, one last thing on the notes. There is an anti-5G, <laughs> like a 5G shield. It's called 5G BioShield. And it supposedly basically creates a force field around a certain radius of the device that protects you from dangerous 5G rays. And it's actually just like a flash drive with, what, like 120 kilobytes or something like that? It's, yeah, it's something a incredibly huge small. scam, and it costs $350. So yeah. please don't buy this. It's terrible. The yeah, people who are selling it yeah. are terrible. 
Um, yeah. And 5G is no, there's no danger. Yeah. So it's nowhere near any of the dangerous um, wavelengths. Right. So, um, yeah, that's just a kind of comedy bit from the tech world. Those, those weird products are kind of fun just because they're so random and unexpected. But if anybody's actually buying those, then that's a yikes. Yeah, kind of. It sounds a little bit like the um, the the uh, Pablo Escobar phones. Have you seen those? I don't think so. It is a complete scam. Like they're supposedly shipping it, but only to like YouTubers and press just to get the word out, and then anybody that actually buys it via the only way to buy it supposedly is via a direct wire transfer <laughs> which is non-refundable so even if you do this like please don't like, we're not going to link it at all because please don't ever buy from this company because it is a scam it's like a 500 like their latest thing is a 500 dollar gold iphone for yeah, five hundred dollars, iPhone eleven Pro, covered in gold. Nice. That should be all sorts of red flags, especially <laughs> for the price and the whole wire transfer thing. Yeah, that that's, that's the dumb. big red flag to me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all we have on the notes. Is there anything else that you can think of that we should discuss from the past week? Ah man, this week was quiet. Yeah. Well, in terms of tech, other things are happening. Right. Yeah. The world is still spinning for sure, but yeah, technology. But in terms of tech, which yeah. is what we're going to cover on this show, yeah, not a whole lot happened. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, one thing I saw this morning, um, because of all the uh, protests and things um, happening recently, um, people have been looting Apple stores, which kind of. The looting kind of makes me angry because, really, that benefits you. That ben benefits no one else. Anyway, I have issues with that. I don't want to go into it, but I have issues with that. Anyway, <laughs> um, people have been looting Apple stores in during you know the more violent protests. And if you take an iPhone out of an Apple store, it becomes a brick. I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> it is completely useless. They um, certainly have good safeguards in place. Yeah. Um, and I'll link to um, an article showing actually what it looks like when you take it out of the Apple store. Because um, no one actually has ever really seen it before. Because I'm assuming if you steal an iPhone you're, and it breaks, you're probably not going to post it online. But <laughs> someone did. <laughs> um, uh, and it's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, it doesn't really describe, you know, like how the phone is being tracked. It just says it is, and um, you know, some other stuff. But mm. yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, like any if you steal, like a, I don't know, a, please don't steal. But <laughs> if you did steal, it's absolutely useless. Anything in there, like all the products in there, you take it out of the storage brick. It's absolutely useless. You're getting nothing out of it. <sighs> Fun. Yeah. They think of everything. Yeah. <laughs> People are dumb. So, um, I did not see anything interesting this morning, so I don't have any other uh, things to mention. 
but um, yeah I think that's the it, that's it for me on on the tech side of things yeah so yeah this week was quiet in tech yeah hopefully we'll have some stuff to talk about next week I was worried that this episode was going to be like super short but 36 minutes is is pretty good so yeah I mean that's short but not not too bad yeah it's really not bad yeah so um all right great talking with you again jason i will see you next week thanks everybody for listening and we will talk later yeah um for now you can find me on twitter at that human jason you can find you on twitter at uluru speaks Thank you for reminding okay. me. I, I forgot to mention the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a little note at the bottom. Also, if you want to ask us any questions, um, just either tag us or the tag the podcast or use the hashtag AskCPU. Um, and if you can review us on Apple Podcasts, that would be great too. Because I'm tired but of writing fake reviews. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think we're on Apple Podcasts yet. Um, okay. Anchor's working on that, I believe. I just I haven't gotten a notification that we're on there yet. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but we are on um, Spotify, Anchor.fm, uh, Pocket Casts, and one other so far. Um, I believe as I, there will be more, such as you know Overcast and um, Apple Podcasts, coming pretty soon. Um, but it just takes time to get on those platforms. Yeah. But for now. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. So thanks everybody once again. Thank you, Jason, once again. And yeah. talk later. Bye.